Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Yadi Yadi Boys, the official Judges Bizarre Adventure podcast of the anime of the manga of the Hirohiko Araki. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, also known as Manchester United MacGyver. Mm-hmm. And with me, as always, is Brooks Oglesby. Hi, I'm Brooks, aka Telesport Put Savage. How's That's it going? That- <laughs> Telesport is. <laughs> Chef Kiss. It's really good. He's it's like an investor mo- or something. It's the most key and peel of all the names. Uh huh. Like Sagittarius Jefferson. It's the equivalent <laughs> of that. I like it. It's really good. I hope I hope Telesport goes far. Yeah, me too. I didn't check the last endings, but I believe when I voted, Lionel Pimpin was beating Telesport Put Savage. Once so. fucking Precious Orgy beat one of the really good ones, it's like, whatever. It's, it's you know, the poo-poo pee-pee names. We're talking about Deadspin's name of the year 2019 <laughs> for anyone who just has no idea. This is your idea. first episode. It is JoJo to you. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, but we do have to check our name of the year section. The, the poo-poo pee-pee names for the, you know, for the fucking plebeians, like, always do well. But the real name of the year heads no. Yeah. That, like, like, Reverend Pick's butt is gonna go far. Yeah, all the ones that are, like, Dr. Skidmark, like, that's a pretty, they're gonna go really far, but the real geniuses out there. Jamario Charleston had a I love Jamario Charleston. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fucking, as soon as, like, as soon as Tupac Izmi lost to Candy Button to, like, General Booty. Yeah, fuck off. Tupac Izmi should have gone to at least, like, the Sweet 16, but... It's really... Whatever. So, like, uh, me and Eddie, like, hung out last week for several days. Oh, yeah, WrestleMania, New Japan. Yeah, we stood outside for eight hours, and we watched a guy get his nose ring ripped out, and we were very cold. Um, and there's... And we didn't see uh, Shane McMahon and the Miz fall <laughs> off of a very high... Yeah, if you watched the show at home, WrestleMania, you saw much more of it than me and Eddie, who were, who were holding who were up behind the stage. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get a limited view ticket, and you like it. You did get to eat a tasty pizza, though. Yeah, I got to eat a tasty pizza. Eddie got, uh, from what I understand, a bad coffee. It was a $6 Dunkin' Donuts coffee at WrestleMania, and it was not great. It was not great. I also don't like... I found out that I don't like New York. It's a bad city. It's bad to be there and exist there. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend against it. Uh-huh. I'm glad I got that out of my system while i was like young and didn't have to think about things yeah but now that i do it's not it's not good to be there i don't like it yeah um say jojo hey jojo uh what did you think of these episodes dopio (laughs) dopio dopio my dopio these are really fucking good dude it was a nice uh a palate cleanser after two episodes after big shark after Big Shark and before Game of Thrones on Monday, this was just a nice, like, amuse-bouche. Yeah, Hirohiko Rocky let us lay in his big bed with him and said, uh-huh. don't worry, it's good to uh, you. It's good to you. Uh, so the first one we're talking about, we're starting off with episode 25, Spicy Lady. <laughs> Spicy Lady. And it, at first, so I, I had a fun weekend with my friends Eddie and Kim at their house. We all slept in a big bed. It was great. Mm-hmm. And then... um I turned on JoJo after not thinking about it for, like, two weeks, mm-hmm. and the first thing I saw is the gross, nasty meat man that I hadn't thought about for two weeks, and I was like, oh, this ought to be good. Of Notorious Bigu. Yeah, Notorious Chase. <laughs> notorious Chase. It does notoriously chase you around, so... It does. It makes yeah. sense. Just like the song. Yeah, this ep- these two episodes are very good despite having none of Bruno's squad in it for more than five seconds. Yeah, weird. Uh, Anyway, this one, so it starts with, like, the recap. Of the last episode where Trish needs to, like, protect the conveniently placed Jorno's hand brooch. Yeah, all of Jorno's hands and legs fell off and he needs to get his brooch back to make stand powers happen again. Um, I've seen some discourse around Traitor's Requiem. Yeah! Um, it's kind of growing on me. I was gonna say this is the time it clicked for me. It went, it, I've, actually, I think it's, it's alright. So, the, the thing, the other... OPs have like you most of them have like a really good chorus this one it's like fine but my favorite part is it's like one of the parts of the verses it's like when the, all the characters are sh- are showing up and doing their cool and Bruno moves. gets zipped and it's cool yeah. looking it's like like that part yeah. Like, oh yeah this sounds good 
And it's always good at the key change when the main character starts beating up the main bad guy and they come out and punch each other. That's always yeah. really good. Always good to see. So it's yeah, pretty it's good. Me. Yeah. yeah, I... I, I did, again, I didn't listen to it for two weeks, and I was ready for, like, okay, this is the episode that I'm going to drop it on everybody that it's, like, officially bad. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to it, and, and they said, gangsta, to me, and I was like, <laughs> okay, it's, it's good, actually. It's good, it's good to me, actually. Um, so, like, back into the episode, as Tr- Trish is, like, retreating, try- or attempting to retreat from, like... Right the notorious big monster and as she's doing it backing up there's a bottle of whiskey on the seat that's called silent man whiskey Yeah, the silent man whiskey it's delicious and i was like ha, that's a funny name i bet it won't come up later yeah <laughs> it was such a set, set dressing it was a classic jojo style cartoon style it was drawn differently so you know it's gonna move and be important yeah because it was like so obvious right that none of the other seats had it except this one um but then Trish realizes, like, oh, I'm the JoJo protagonist for this episode. So I have to start, like, thinking of schemes. Um, and the first one she does is she's like, well, if I recline the seats of the aeroplane, mm-hmm. then Notorious Big will go after that. So she does it. Um, a, lo- a lot of... Okay, so <laughs> first she's, she's, like, thinking of ways to escape. And then she says it goes after, like, whatever's moving the fastest. So she has to move slowly, like the Tai Chi that the Chinese practice. Yeah, which I don't know enough about Chinese to, or about Tai Chi to dispute that, so. Um, I, as far as I know, cause growing up at the parks around me, always at like six o'clock in the morning, there would always be a group of very old Chinese women, like doing mm. Tai Chi. Um, were, and they were, what, were they moving slowly? No, the thing is that the movements were very like, it seemed very like coordinated and like, very deliberate movement, so it wasn't particularly okay. slow. Kind of a Randy Orton style martial art. Kind of a methodical pace to the to the Viper style Tai Chi that I've seen in this in the parks of Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, uh, Trish is like, it's it's just like the fucking monster is like jumping around and attacking things, and then Trish says, "Save me, Bucciarati," which I always Same. also think whenever I'm in trouble. Yeah, that I was me what? during minute 25 of the Triple H match. <laughs> Just please fucking zip me out of here. Uh-huh. Um, hey, remember when Trisha's boot uh, does the Eddie Guerrero gimmick? Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, except instead of untying it, so, uh, so Kurt Angle so can Kurt, apply Kurt- the ankle lock to it at WrestleMania 20 and it slips off. Yeah, uh, it just gets all slippery and flies off as Notorious Big grabs it because she got... Uh, Silent Man whiskey on it. Yeah. It was dripping, and he heard it, and he's like, mmm, tasty. Yeah, and it he, slips he, off, and we see it just kind of, like, I, I was under the impression that the boot just kind of Eddie Guerrero style came off, mm-hmm. but then um, the voice of God says, it went through your foot. Now pick up that brooch, Trish. What What do you think of Spicy Lady? She's got math all over her. It's cool. I love, I'm, sp- I'm gonna use the English name because I like it better. I like Spicy Lady better than Spice Girl. Spicy Although lady. there is a funny Spice Girl related thing that does happen later. It's really good. <laughs> okay, so the pa- the pa- so I like a lot of the stuff I like about Spicy Lady is that one the power seems stupid until you see all the like interesting ways that Araki uses it. Yeah, it's Which- very fucking gentle from My Hero Academia. It's, yeah, it's good. Uh, the second is I like two when stands talk. I and do three, too. Uh, yeah, we love a personality here on Yada Yada Boys. When the stand is like, please give me orders. So we kind of have like a double echoes, si- like situation here. Uh huh. Where she needs orders and just fucking talks to her user. I'm surprised. Now, don't get me wrong. This is very clearly a stand for girls and Hirohiku Araki's sort of design style that you c- would come to expect for him. Yeah, but it, I actually, it, it does have two distinct breasts. Yeah, so. it has. It's it's pink and it has it has breasts. But I'm actually surprised that it like doesn't have just, like, big comedy eyelashes. And I, I'm surprised he didn't go farther. Yeah, the titties aren't popping out. Like, she has them. Yeah. But it's not. she's not wearing a Trish outfit. She's not wearing something that a 15-year-old girl might wear. Yeah, like, she looks like a robot. It's just sort of, like, feminine. A lady uh, robot. V- yeah, very yeah, much, it's... like, all, like, male characters. Like, some of them have big muscles, and some of them are, like, have big brains. But all the... Lady ones. Have yeah, like it's not like Gold Experience has like a bulge. Does he have that'd a bulge? Be, that'd be pretty good though. <laughs> it'd be pretty cool. Remember Red Hot Chili Pepper? Yeah, always, dude. <laughs> uh, 
Um, anyway, fucking spicy lady pops out and says, hesitation leads to weakness, and please give me orders. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. And then um, Trish says, okay, and doesn't give a single order the entire time, and then gets bossed around by her ghost. Yep, she, that's exactly what she, spicy lady immediately, and you're like, alright, I'm gonna have to kind of take charge of this one. Um, I also, so, I, uh-huh. oh yeah, this is where, um, she, she, like, panics, and she, she, like, kind of goes through the airplane seat a little bit. Yeah, yeah, this is when this happens. She, like, falls back in the seat, like, gets all soft, and she falls through it. And then, um, Notorious Big attacks. Yeah, and, like, the meat gets, man gets bounced back. Gets bounced back into the wall, and it hurts him. He doesn't like it. Yeah, I fucking love that this is another part five stand that you can just describe as the Danny DeVito couch scene from Always Sunny. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Perfect. It's just, it's just like Superman. Now I'm imagining that scene, but Danny DeVito, rather than, like, falling through like Trish does, he gets the fucking, he's, like, ejected out, like, notorious uh-huh. big, and just fucking zooms through the sky. He just explodes through the wall. It's good. <laughs> and takes massive damage. Aw, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, I can only attack the, the highest movement <laughs> speed, Charlie. <laughs> My use is dead, Charlie. My use is... <laughs> Just put me oh. in the trash. <laughs> I'm going after the engines, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta crash the whole plane. <laughs> um. So, hey, Spicy Lady says that Trisha's strong determination overpowered any hesitation. Astronomical, philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> um. My stand, also, automator. Uh, automator. Friend. Double funky homo sapien. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, did you know that uh, making things softer means they become harder to break than diamonds? Yeah, that is what that means. That's so, that was the that's the literal uh, translation of part four. But <laughs> they, got, they the, went with diamond is unbreakable. For, for those of you who aren't watching the show along, this, a spicy lady's stand can make anything softer or more elastic, which yeah. just means that you, it, it just works. It just works. Either like yeah, elastic or like make a hole in it. I don't know, but may, I guess it like bends around Trish to allow her through. Whatever. It's fine. Um, so Spicy Lady, yeah. Uh, they, Trish, like, okay, so Spicy Lady's like, okay, you need to take the brooch and run to the cockpit, and, like, I'll defend you. So Trish says, okay, and she runs all the way to the opposite end of the plane into the closet, <laughs> because she's scared. You got it. Which, like, understandable. Yeah. Um, she did just get a stand, so mm-hmm. <laughs> strange, ex- uh, a very strange experience for her. No! Um, Actually, I'm just thinking about it now. Maybe this will apply. This actually, this didn't hit me until just now. Ba- and if this is a spoiler, you don't have to say anything. But back on the train with the nasty neck man, there was a big like dinosaur foot that her stand seemed to make. Yeah, I, I, I think that's just sh- like maybe. I mean, I haven't seen Spicy Lady's hands. That's but I can true. Only as- I can only assume that they're not like exactly huge because it looked kind of like a, like a not a. Hoof, maybe like a brontosaurus, like like yeah, like some type of reptile footprint or something. Well, so maybe that, maybe to... that'll be Spicy Lady Act Two. When... That was Coco Jumbo getting mad. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know it. Uh, it was perfect form, Mister President. <laughs> um, so like she goes back into the closet, and there's like an old timey like TikTok clock in there. Uh huh. Which Spicy Lady makes it soft because the tick the like movement. Since nothing else is moving, it's going after the second hand. And, right. like, the sound effect that plays from it punching the clock is just so good. Like, the sproingy, boing... It is nice. Sound effect. A lot of good sound nice. effects in these two episodes. The, the, like, we never talk about it, but all of the sounds are really... Like, the sound design of, especially this season, is, like, notable. Yeah, it's not just the Sex Pistols' voice. That is yeah. just one good thing that happens a lot. <laughs> Despite what we may portray, uh, <laughs> the rest of the noises are there good. There are more than two characters who speak, and some of them have normal, <laughs> regular tone voices. So I, Spicy Lady's voice is really good. Uh-huh. It's very, like, calming. She also says some true bullshit, like, what? when, like, when she's scolding Trish in the closet for not listening to her, mm. she, she, she then says, when I said not to move, I meant move slowly. That's not what you said! You're a ghost! I just met you! Yeah, which, <laughs> <laughs> alright, that means that's very different things. Um, so then, Spicy Lady is just like, fuck this, and like, destroys- This fucking notorious- Arstan Whitebeard, fucking no- thing with a pole, it's so good. <laughs> destroys no- fucking Notorious Chase with the huge iron rod, and it just like, breaks into pieces. And I remember thinking like, wow, this is 
taking a diversion from the manga. I don't remember this being how it dies. Oh, really? Oh, good, um, good, good. And which is true because it isn't. Right. Um. Anyway, uh, spicy lady tells Trish like, okay, just move extremely slow, like slower than one movement speed a second, mm-hmm. and you can make it to the front and like. Oh no! Actually, they think he's dead. Like they think the monster is dead, so they just like go. Yeah, this um, is where spicy lady is like, ah, Trish. Giorno Giovanna helped you to mature as a person. <laughs> yeah. Now that that's over with. Um, anyway, so she's, like, going to the front, and Bru- remember everyone else on the plane? So I completely Bruno forgot out. anybody else was still alive on this plane. Bruno comes out, and he's like, hey, what's up? I didn't die in this episode. What's up? I'm normal, and my blood works. How's it I'm going? I'm normal. Remember all my blood in my body? Don't think about it. Um, <laughs> so Trish is just, like, sitting at a chair in the front. And she has, like, the brooch, which is becoming more of a hand as the episode goes on, which I, yeah. get, I guess is how it works now. Mm-hmm. And It'd be funny like, hey, if it... What if Jorno's hand, like, made, like, the funny, like... Like, circle look. finger? Yeah. That'd be really funny. It'd be funny. It'd be the first thing Jorno did in this season. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's just sitting there with it, and she's like, hey, I got this. And he's, and Bruno's like, okay, Trish, whatever you do, move, move very... Oh, so, no, first, the, uh, like, the plane starts stalling. Right. And hey, remember Ab- Abakio? He's here. I, unfortunately, yes. But he's just, like, sitting in the seat next to uh, Moody Blues, who's still flying the plane. Yeah, he likes that the plane's falling, actually. <laughs> he likes it. Um, so Bruno pops out, and he tells Trish, like, okay, move to me very slowly, like a slug. <laughs> Which is <laughs> a good metaphor. And then we see behind, and fucking Notorious Big is just, like, extremely huge. Even and bigger. covering the lar- The bigger he is, the larger he is. That's true. And apparently the engine is right next to the closet of a plane, as we all know. Yeah, that's, I've, I've, I flew on two planes this weekend and I didn't but go into the closet. out the closet to make sure. But I didn't see the engine and I didn't go into the closet, so QED, there you go. Yeah. Um, this is where I started losing my fucking mind because I was like hooting and hollering because I thought Trish was just gonna make the entire plane jelly and make it just like <laughs> bounce upon the crash landing. <laughs> uh huh. Because that might as well happen. But it's actually even better somehow. That's true. Um, so what happens is, uh, as soon as Bruno says move extremely slowly like a slug, Trish just fucking books it and, like, starts running full speed towards the front of the cockpit. Yeah, it's, it's fucking... Trish always has talking mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and Bruno really doesn't like it. No. He's like, oh no, what are you doing? So then, uh, they're all in the cockpit and, like... He's like, hey, the door is going to explode. And she's like, uh, conveniently, my stand makes the opposite of that happen. So he do- she does that, and it, like, bounces off. Um, and th- But the plane is still falling, and Bruno's like, hey, we need to do an emergency landing. And Trish is like, an emergency landing? Uh, maybe the opposite. What if we do the opposite of what that is, which we all know what that means? Yeah. So I didn't. Me neither. And I, st- I still don't know what Bruno was planning. He was going to direct the plane into a volcano. Okay, but because there's still, like, an essence of... Okay, so so it becomes the plane... I think it, the plane becomes soft and Bruno... Like, the sec- like the back half of the plane just, like, explodes off. The part that Notorious Big had the engines. So they're just in a cockpit, and Trish made it very soft to create a parachute. Yeah, and this is where she said the very funny Spice Girls thing. Yeah, but also there's still, like, a little segment of... Uh, Notorious Big... I, I couldn't tell if it was attached to Abakio's face or, like, right next to him. Mm. But then Abakio's like, wow, we got out of it, and no one got hurt. And Bruno's like, actually, someone else is gonna get hurt. And I guess he was gonna do, like, some zipper sacrifice to get rid of it. Uh-huh. And Trish is like, uh, well, we don't need to do that. Uh, so she does a lot of, uh, stand punching. And we get her stand cry. Uh-huh. Which is, wanna be... Pretty good. It's really good. <laughs> We need to do the opposite of an emergency landing. We need to destroy the plane. Wanabi! It's so good. Also, oh my god, this scene is so fucking good. Because Bruno is doing his shit, and he's doing his, like, like, he's gonna zip something away. Yeah. But he does his whole, like, adi 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 Like, he starts it. And then, fucking, somehow, Notorious Big gets all, like, soft or whatever and falls into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And after, like, the crew is parachuting down. Oh, Trish does call him a stupid bastard, which yeah. is good. And they're all parachuting down, and then they see him fall in the water, and then Trish says, Arrivederci. Pretty cool. It's really... Anytime someone, like, when the one time Mista said, like, gold experience, uh-huh. I just start fucking hooting and hollering like a simpleton. Like It's, it's good. It's good to me. I'm a mark for it. 
This also, when, like, we, so we see they're fucking oh, shooting sorry, down on the I'm soft sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but there is one extremely important uh, yeah, thing we didn't cover. It's when, uh, like, Bruno's like, actually, no, we're gonna get hurt. And Trish is like, no, you're both wrong. And then the cut-in of Spicy Lady pops in, shaking her finger, no. <laughs> and then the fucking, like, like, the piano beatdown music starts. Oh my god, it's Yeah, so it is good. Okay. Um, I just, I just, uh, so we see, like, most of the plane go into the ocean and explode, and that was when I realized, like, hey, weren't, I thought, for a second I was like, weren't the rest of the crew in there? And yeah, then I saw the that they're holding Coco Jumbo. They're, yeah, so, uh, uh, Abaku is holding I Coco forgot Jumbo. when jo- when Jorno died, Bruno was like, alright, let's go put him in the turtle. <laughs> that, yeah, every, just like, yeah, he, into the turtle he goes. Yeah, so then we learn that, uh, Notorious B.I.G. is impossible to kill, uh-huh. But still gets his own, like, sepia tone death screen. Yeah. Stand name. Notorious Bigu. Complete annihilation. Impossible. Forced to track the crashing waves of the sea forever. At times, it happens to attack ships that, that happen to move faster than the wave and sinks them. It is known as the Tyrrhenian Belly. Yeah, it's good. pretty good that it's like, you know, at first I was like, okay, that's kind of, that's a Sisyphean torment that, you know, you mm. just have to be, like, tracking the waves, but it's like, Oh, yeah, sometimes it guys. kills innocent sailors all the time. Nothing, really can't do much about that. I do, Anyway, like, see you later. Like, not to spoil things, but Notorious Big never comes up again. So I it kind of expected does, not. It just does live in the ocean eternally and is kind of a sea monster now. Yeah. It's fine. Um, Anyways, we, we see a nice group photo to distract us okay. from that. So, we get a whole group photo of everyone, like, healthy in the turtle. And there, it's, it's just something like, and now, like, we'll continue on with our mission. And it is the most, like, group, yeah, we gay, keep scrolling photo. Yeah, 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 Because yeah, yeah. everyone is draped all over each other. It's nice. And the fucking, the fucking sex pistols are there. Yeah, it's good. They're in front, and they're like, yahoo! Like, why aren't the other stands there? <laughs> keep scrolling. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we gay, keep scrolling, Mr. Bucciarati! <laughs> um, God, I love them. They're so good. Anyway, um, so then we go, the, th- we cut to the boss who's in a fucking hotel room making posts online. Right, um, yeah. And he's just talking to himself saying, like, shit about, like, your past never gives you peace. Like, yeah, it follows the, you. The past into- isn't, isn't good. That's why it's not a present. Uh-huh. It's Damn. Deep. Damn. Maybe I should put that in a hip-hop song. It's really making me think. It is making me think. Um, and he, he knows that, like, Okay, so he just somehow has, like, stand, like, force spirit stand power. And he knows that, like, the plane crashed, but they're still alive. He knows that Trish has awakened her stand ability. Mm-hmm. And King Crimson is so fucking mad. <laughs> he rips the keyboard in half hamburger style. He does. He is just fucking pissed. Um, anyway, as he's on the computer, he finds, like, he goes through, like, seven folders labeled, like, not information about my hidden Yeah. <laughs> Business report. He's all, he's, do not email my wife, sign. <laughs> um, so he's like going through all these files and he finds one of said wife and it's conveniently like the most blatant, like, here I am at La Isla de Volgano on, uh-huh. on June 3rd, 1985. <laughs> like it's all in that photo. He's like, I can't let them, like, he's so, like he definitely read the script because he's like, hmm. Well, if they're still alive, then Abakio used his powers to fly the plane, and he's alive, and then he'll just use Moody Blues to replay what happened there. So uh-huh. <laughs> he's so far ahead. Um, I do, I do. I was thinking the other night about just like the final bosses of the JoJo parts that I've gotten so far, and I was kind of just like, I was ba- I was watching Great Days over and over again, and I was thinking uh-huh. about Killer Queen bites the dust, and uh-huh. it's. On one hand, it's kind of like, oh, it's kind of, it seems a little uncreative that, like, so many final bosses just, like, manipulate time in some sort of way. Because it's but, the strongest like, ability. Right. But it's, I've, all three of the time manipulators that I've met so far are so different personal, like, person, like, yeah. Because the boss, he's angry all the time. He's snapping keyboards. Dio is just, like, posing shirtless and reading in his room the whole time, completely unbothered. Yeah. And Kira was just sweaty. It's great. Yeah. Three distinct um, personalities. Also, like, even though it is kind of, like, annoying that it's, like, always a time-related thing, um, the thing about each of those fights is you're like, there's no fucking way they can defeat him. 
Oh, it, and it rules. They, and then it, they end up doing it in a way that actually, like, makes some kind of sense. That's why Killer Queen was so funny to me, because, at, like, it, we went from, okay, I can stop time, I'm unfucking beatable to, here's a kitty that can make things bombs when he touches it. The most bullshit one, if you think about it, is Jotaro, because he just figures out how to do the same thing. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, like, 80% of JoJo fights are just, like, somebody breaking the rules through determination. But, yeah, it's really great when he's just, like, in time and he's like, what if I moved, though? I like the theory that, um, Jotaro's, like, Star Platinum's actual ability is just whatever he wants it to do. I love that. But he doesn't, but he doesn't, like, know it. And all he can think of is, like, I'm going to do that thing Dio did in Starfinger and punch. Like, yeah. he doesn't have enough, like, creativity. <laughs> I'm going to make him good at pitching in baseball. Yeah, like, anything he wants it to, but he's just not, like, creative yeah. enough. I'm going to make it into ass. a starfish. <laughs> um, I'm going to make it impossible to kill a rat. <laughs> Let's try this. <laughs> um. So, yeah, the boss is, is posting online and he hates it. And then a house, like, a housekeeper comes in. And I was like, oh, shit, like, please don't, like, kill this lady yeah. in a mean way. Mrs. Manini's but mother comes Mrs. in. Mrs. Manini Jr. <laughs> um, comes in. And she says, hello, I am I am Mrs. Manini Jr. And I'm here to Greetings. clean the room. Greetings. Hello. Salutations, Bosu. Um, and she looks in and she's like... <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize... And it does, like, the static effect of, like, film like being it. stitched together, and then everything is gone. It's really fucking good. It's really good, and also I do just love any time anybody uses their immortal time power to just kind of be petty and avoid social, conf- like, confrontation. Yeah, and and the room is clean, so he cleaned up right. and left. He's very considerate. I bet he left um, a tip. He's nice. He may have left a tip, and one other thing he left is conveniently, like, a uh, like five by seven glossy Polaroid of Giorno that flies out the window. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, it's fine. So that's that episode. Um, yeah, it was. I I didn't notice this until now, but at the end, like the end when it's like the golden statues, uh, it's like the first one is like the stands they've beaten so far. Yeah, and the new ones are like added to it. Like the Torius Big was there. Oh, neat. So I was like, oh, cool. Like I guess after each episode they get added to it, and then as it's like scrolling up, there's the stands of like the crew. But yeah. King Crimson is is there with them. Like he's not in like mm. the lower one. He's in the upper one with like the gang. Ah, uh, Basu. No, Basu makes you think. Um. So anyway, that's that episode, and we will talk about a little story from the past. My name is Adopio. My name is Adopio. My name is Adopio. Whoa! I don't. I don't know what voice I am doing right now. <laughs> um. Wow. <laughs> wow, I'm a dopio. <laughs> but, I'm a gonna win. Ah, <laughs> uh, moshi moshi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but first, let me. Uh, well, I'm I'm just making fucking Wario noises as I try to navigate uh, our Patreon. I guess I'm, I'm uh, guessing Kim's not in the room on this one. Kim is not <laughs> conveniently not here, so she doesn't have to hear me going. Oh, wahoo, I'm a gonna win. <laughs> um. This will probably be easier to bring up on my phone, because they fucking change this stupid site. Yeah. Uh, okay. Patreon.com slash PostGameOfThrones. Uh, Speedwagon Foundation. Here we are. Uh, if you'd like, you can donate to us there. Uh, and at $1 a month, you'll get all the bonus content, which includes Carry Me Home, which is a podcast I do with producer Kim about every Jim Carrey movie, and their new podcast, Words and Deeds, which is about me and Brooks talking about Metal Gear lore. Mm-hmm. Um... And I've made the executive decision uh, to continue with the Metal Gear Solid 3 story. Right. So the next episode will be about... We're going to have to break it into p- different parts, but it will be part one of Operation Snake Eater. Uh-huh. So uh, what a thrill there. Um, at $5 a month, uh, you'll, you'll get a shout-out. One user will get a shout-out in every episode, and you can send in a message for us to read. Uh Friend of the show, Sam Canning, sent in one, but I think it's more of a P got one. Okay. So I got it, but we're going to hold off till Monday for that one. Okay. Yeah, we should mention um, that, uh... Oh, we... hey, Kim's home. Hey, Kim. We were just doing yeah. Wario voices for 15 minutes, so... Ah, good. <laughs> so... We're just getting... We're having all the fun we can before P got. <laughs> um, this week's special user is, um... Patreon user Paul Blart Fleshcart. <laughs> So, hey Kim. Any, any anything to say about that one, Kim? What is it called? Paul Blart Fleshcart. Uh, 
No, I mean, it rhymes. It does rhyme. You can't deny it. Welcome Uh, to Flesh Cart. And at uh, $10 a month, you'll get all that, plus special user status in the Discord. And uh, we'll make a monster in Fire Pro Wrestling Mm -hmm. for you when we do the wrestling streams. We gotta do one of those. Now that we got WrestleMania out, because we watched wrestling, now we have to commentate wrestling. Yeah. We also saw a really good show in Madison Square Garden, but you don't need to hear about that. Yeah, Okada was there. It was Okada fun. was there. Bandito was, was there. Dragon Bandito. Lee. Uh, Bully Ray was there. I regret to inform you that Bully Ray was there. Uh, Bully Ray's wife was there. Eddie was surprised all by himself by Big Cass. It was... I wasn't surprised. I was concerned. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, patreon.com slash postgameofthrones. Uh, next, next up, we have, as we mentioned, a little story from the past of My Name Adapio. <laughs> um, just kind of a, a pro tip for you. I mean, I don't know if I have to tell you this, but just in general, uh, if you are watching this on Crunchyroll and you see someone do a spoiler comment, please don't click it. Yeah? <laughs> just, just kind of for f- future reference, because we're getting into the shits now. Oh, okay. Um, because I, I, I will tell like, you... Sh- I haven't been, I don't know that I've been spoiled on anything, but I have historically clicked on spoiler comments, so I will stop doing that. Yeah, I appreciate them putting it in spoiler-like tags, but it is literally, here's what happens. So, stay away from that. Uh, hey, are you ready to hear a little story from the past? 1965, Bizarre Summer? 1965, Italian Bizarre Summer. And man, I hope there's some, like, stupid time shit happening because otherwise i'm gonna need you to walk me through this one i'm gonna need someone else to walk me through this because this this whole like flashback sequence as far as i remember is not in oh no so this is an anime original so you you Uh, mean in a way that isn't this yeah you just kind of see him oh he just kind of shows up huh he's just he's just there one day like everything up till as far as i remember i could be completely wrong but as far up until him arriving at the cliff is not in the manga. Okay, gotcha. So even more confusing if you can believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, 1965. There's a lady in a women's prison, and did you catch that one of these uh, like women guards sounds exactly like Narancha? No, I didn't. But that's it's great. It's just it's just him doing that voice. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> and saying I'm a woman guard. Sure. Um, and then they do the fucking Dewey Cox, hey, this is the women's prison on a remote island. Like, <laughs> yeah. Please, please stop giving birth here on this prison island. On this prison island in Sardinia. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so yeah, this one, this, this, it's, she's uh, got like Melly Sanders disease. She wasn't even like showing before, but she's suddenly heavily pregnant that she says the child's father has been dead for over two years. And for and that, then the honestly, midwife. Honestly, dude, no fucking idea what that means. Like, we're both on, oh, I have no idea. Yeah. It's I not just no like idea. King Crimson sperm or something. I have absolutely no idea what that means or okay. how Okay. So officially uh, an even weirder sort of situation than baby face, which I love to remember. So the midwife yeah. says a barnacle growing in your knee would be more believable than that. Yeah, that would make more sense than a woman giving birth. And it, hey, it, the metaphor doesn't make sense, so can't argue with that. So, um, so this baby anyway. has pink hair and the baby's not crying and it loves to be so, alive. So the baby is born and it has a full head of hair and a full head of teeth and it doesn't, he won't close his eyes or cry. He just likes and to I, look around. I gotta tell you, right now I was doing the funny meme where the lady's doing mental math and it's uh, the funny image. Um, cause I was like, how was Trish born in 1965? Yeah. And then it turns out it's actually not Trish. It's, it's tw- actually- twist. It's actually this little boy. Who it's says, a, if you actually a sort of another sort of spoilers if you just read the title of the episode and then you can yeah then you can also learn who it you is. You can probably figure out that his name when is Dapio. Says, my name is Dapio. But the, he also has pink hair, so it's impossible yeah. to say. Anyway, see you later, Mister Frog. Mm-hmm. Um, so that he's like on the ground. Oh, so the narrator tells us that time passed and the boy became somewhat cowardly and a bit slow. So right. that's good. Um, and he's, like, hanging out with a frog, and then a woman walks up and she's like, hello, I'm a sexy anime lady. I like frogs, and I only like handsome men. Yeah, it's a fucking JoJo-style meet-cute. Hey, what's up? I like frogs and beautiful things. Anyways, time to date. Yeah, so he says, okay, and then she never appears again. Yeah, she says, I want sparkling water from France. Hope you're paying. And then, yeah, I guess she doesn't really come up again, huh? Yeah, that's it, huh? Um, anyway, that happens. And, and, oh, 
Uh, so the the baby was taken away because they're like, we don't want a baby in this prison. So he's raised like by a priest or something. And I right now, as of this point in the episode, on my first watch, I fucking love Dabio. Yeah, he's nice, just a nice little. He's guy. got Zeppeli style clothes. Very cool. He has he has like a boob window on his shirt. Yeah, he looks especially like for 1965. That's brave. We've seen no, sort no. Of then we jump to 19. This is in 1985. Still, yeah. So yeah, that was around like when Jotaro was walking around with his fucking nasty clothes. You and Jotaro was 13, 13 years old and two hundred and sixty five pounds. Yeah, uh-huh. he's fine. Um. So then in the next scene, Dapio goes to the priest and he's like, "I want to be a sailor." And the priest says, "You're a simple man. That's probably best for you." Uh-huh. <laughs> like Jesus, burn. First, okay. let me get you a car. So yeah. The priest decides he wants to get his his adopted son, Dapio, a car. What? So, the priest says, what's an extremely convoluted way to have me dig under the floor? Yeah, he so uh, he starts digging into the floor of his living room with a pickaxe to uh-huh. make a garage. Uh-huh. I mean, I've never made a garage, so as far as I know, That's this is true. All... I live in Florida, and we have a lot of limestone, so we don't have basements or anything. I assume this is just how you make them. Uh-huh. And then yeah. um, sort of an Edgar Allan Poe one on this one. Uh, yeah, the Telltale Mother. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so the, the mom, the priest finds Dapio's mo- mother under the floor, and her mouth is sewn shut, and she's somehow, like, perfectly a lot, like, she's in a nice dress, and she doesn't look, like, emaciated or anything. She just looks completely normal. Yeah, so this is what the priest said, that they, like, she can't move or talk, but she's being kept alive. Uh-huh. And then this is where I start to dislike Dapio because then he appears behind the priest with what seems to be some sort of knife or sharp object. And he says nothing personal, kid, and he burns the entire village to the ground. Well, we don't know that for sure, but it, Oh yeah, says... no one knows how it, no one knows how it started, but what we do know is that two of the people listed dead were the priest and Dapio. Yeah, so... the whole village got burned and the winds carried the fire to every house and oh, where'd Dapio go? Anyways, back to present day in Sardinia. Present day Sardinia, Dapio's here again, and this fucking normal looking Tom Petty, Master Tom Petty looking fortune teller is here. And he's like, hey, um, actually no, first like. Yeah, we gotta talk li- about the bug kid. First there's a little boy chasing a gross blue bug. Patrick, do not interact. <laughs> it's bad, we hate it. And he's like trying to catch it and put it in his disgusting bug. Yeah, tank. whatever, whatever bug kids do with them. Yeah. Probably like lick him. Uh, but then. Do- I'm gonna drive like- a nail through it. <laughs> put it on my wall. That's what bug kids sound like. <laughs> But then Dapio sees this kid about to get hit by a fucking truck, and he's like, hey, get out of the way. And the kid's like, I know, a truck is coming, and does a fucking Matrix dodge out of the way. Yeah, the fucking I Got Horses in the Back starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, Dapio dodges it, too, but his briefcase gets run over by a truck, and the guy's like, hey, watch where you're going, you fucking idiot. And he goes, I'm a Dapio, and then there's a I'm voice. A, I'm a Dapio, what you gonna do? <laughs> watch where you're going, a Dapio. Anyway, um, then there's a fortune teller. Yeah. And he's really, he knows everything. Because he's doing the thing, he's like, ah, I see, you look like someone who has a secret. And Dapio's like, well, you know, everyone had some type of secrets. And he's like, I can tell that you're looking for someone. And he's like, yeah, well, everyone's kind of like looking for like a love or family or something. But I guess I'll sit down and have my fortune read and be extremely normal. This will be a good I guess I'll pay 10,000 liar to figure out why this guy thinks I'm living two separate lives and have an interesting face. Yeah, this is kind of The um, fortune teller says, it looks like you have something right under the skin of your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> you want to pop that one out for me? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this guy is a master of Romani fortune telling. Yeah. So just so you know. Um... He's like, hey, uh, you seem, yeah, and you seem like someone who has two separate lives. That's normal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's just, like, looking at Dapio, and he's like, hey, uh, you're looking for someone. I can tell the person you're looking for is your daughter. You came back to find the child of the woman you left 15 years ago. Wait, but you look like a little Wait, boy. You're a Dapio. You're a boy. You're just a little Dapio. Uh, guess what? He's not. <laughs> I, you know? Do you want to, can you please explain? No, fuck, dude. No, I need, viewers. wait, so this... Even this part wasn't in the manga to your memory? It's No, as far as I know, it is not. It was, I so could, it, it started I when, like, Risotto was at the fucking road side yeah, thing? Yeah, uh-huh. Fucking Unless cool. I'm totally off base, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like I would remember, remember this fucking fortune teller. 
Yeah, so he notices, yeah, he's like, I, okay, I'm a very good fortune teller, I'm Ton Petty, hello. <laughs> and then he says that you look very, you look too, like, young to be a dad with an adult daughter, but I, that's what the, that's what my fortune says, so I'm gonna need to see your palm, because my pride's on the line here, and then... And then Dapio gets mad and he becomes another kind of person and starts choking the fortune teller against the wall. He like inflates like he has anchor arms suddenly. He becomes fucking muscular from my hero. Yeah, and he he has a completely different deep style voice and he says, no one is allowed to know who I really am. Okay, so did you did you recognize this voice that he's using? I think it's the boss, right? Because I was also, my next follow up question was, did you recognize the stand that he kills the boss with? Right, because, yeah, this, I have, in all caps, one of my notes is, so boss is Dapio with a bunch of question marks? Because I didn't get it. I still don't get it, but I got it even less at this point. Uh-huh. Because he has a picture of Risotto, who I didn't remember. He's the uh-huh. nails man. Uh-huh. And then he's also looking for his daughter. But last episode, the boss was like, I can't send any of my, like, subordinates. But, mm-hmm. but he seemed to. Yeah. His, his um. name is Dapio. His name is Dapio. Anyway, um, he, like, the fortune teller is, like, completely right about this, and he's freaking out. Like, he wants to know Dapio's life so bad, because mm-hmm. it's so interesting. And he's like, you're a great fortune teller, so I'll kill you immediately in one shot. Anyway, where is Risotto? Uh, he's like, I don't know, he's, like, around here somewhere. So the boss says, like, thanks. Um, and then he's like, ooh, this hand. He, he gets very Kira with this hand. I like, yeah, it's good. Because he's like, oh, I can see, like, the lines on your hand telling me the death of people will bring you great splendor. Which is, when you're when he just threatened to kill you, it's very good to say, it says if you kill people, it'll bring you good luck. <laughs> it'll be really good to you if you do that. <laughs> You'll like it. You'll like it. Um, but then he, we, we hear the good time noise, and he switches the fortune teller's... Like, the fortune teller is holding Dapio's hand, and when time comes back, the fortune teller is, one of his hands is cut off, and he's holding the other one, and he's like, oh, this is so sick! He loves it! And then King Crimson punches him once and he explodes. Kim Crimson uh, fucking charges up a forward smash attack, and just, uh-huh. like, sends him through the wall. Yeah. Um, and it's hey, like, remember? As, uh-huh. as if he were the Night King sitting down on the Valyrian steel throne, he immediately explodes. Explodes. Um, and I remember the bug kid. The little bug kid's like, ah, cool, I saw everything. I saw everything. But, uh, Dapio is nice again, and he makes sure the bug is safe. And he's like, go along, little buggy. And then he's gone, and he's, like, looking for a taxi. Mm Mm-hmm. So, just some normal shit, uh, here. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, also, he gets in a taxi, and he's like, take me to, whatever, the cliffs. Costa Smeralda. Because Esmeralda, which is definitely real. He says, take me there. And they drive past Risotto, who is, like, watching the fucking news in a cafe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's a plane that blew up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, he's, like, sitting in the backseat of the car. And if, if hey, he has the, the picture that uh that the boss had. Weird, huh? Nothing, yeah. Nothing's going on. Um. Anyway, they get out and the driver, like, tries to scam him. Yeah, yeah, he adds a couple zeros to the meter. Yeah, and Dapio's like, hey, there's no way that, like, it could be that much. And then the driver's like, I don't... It's like every just JoJo, like, grunt. Yeah, it's Dio's dad. Yeah, he's like, I know you got money because I saw you put something in your pocket. Let me see. (laughs) What? That's how he talks. Yeah, he just, he has a mouthful of marbles. And he's like, oh, I think, oh, you should scam George Joestar out of the mansion. Let me see this here. I gotta get my my lonely man whiskey. (laughs) Oh, and please don't poke me behind my eyeball. It's my weak spot. So he's gonna take the photo from Dapio, and he freaks out and fucking, like, hooks his finger behind this guy's eyeball. And is, like, gonna yank it out. Yeah, it just kind of does, like, a carotid artery-style touching of it. But, hey, he, he hears a phone ring. Uh-huh, he hears just, like, a, a nice bring, ring, ring. Him doing the phone noises is so fucking good, dude. Right, and I, at this point I didn't realize it was him making the phone noise. Yeah. But it very like, much sounds like a person doing it. Yeah, and the driver's like, what the? So he's like, hey, he goes to the driver's car and he has like an ornament hanging from the, uh, like the rear view mirror. Yeah, and he's like, what like, the hell? Cool you have ice a car- tree. You have a car phone. So he takes it and then the fucking driver just like books it and drives yeah. away. And he goes, oh, hey, it's the boss. So this Which, is where I realized that yeah. maybe Dapio 
isn't the boss, but actually, if you think about it, now I know other things. So he takes the, the, the ornament and he puts it to his ear. Mushy mushy, dupyu desu. Boss. Um, so he's kind of talking to the boss. Uh huh. Um, on this car thing, and it's the boss, and his eyes are always freaking out and changing shapes. And yeah, like, that's how you know. Um, that's how you know it's normal and it's a real conversation. <laughs> um, anyway, he's like, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm like looking at the cliffs right now. I'm watching it." And then the boss is like, "Actually, the one who's being watched is you, Dapio." And you see fucking Risotto, the traitor assassin, <laughs> and his fucking head just like poking out from behind the cliff. His normal clothes. Um, and then the boss says, like, be careful, like, you have to get within two meters of Risotto so we can destroy him. His ability is a mystery to me as well. I feel like the boss should know what Risotto's ability is. I feel like if you observed Risotto for five minutes, you would see him putting screws in somebody's ears or something. Um, anyway, he says, I'm hanging up my Dapio. And then fucking Dapio goes... It's so it's good. It's so good. It's where I immediately, like, I I was sold on Dapio in that moment. Um, anyway, uh, Rosetto pops up behind Dapio, and he's fucking incredibly normal. <laughs> he's incredibly normal. He just saw, uh, fucking Dapio talking on his <laughs> iPhone, and- because He's, like, doing ultimate cars poses, like, every second. He's- I don't like his stand, so I don't like- the battle, but just looking at him, he's pretty good. Oh, you don't like someone throwing up a bunch of, like, razor blades? You don't like to see that? The fact I that would... I hate the most out of any of them? Yeah, I was- Oh, this is sort of the one that you hate from Part 5 the most? Yeah, this is definitely it. Yeah, they kind of don't censor a whole lot in this one so I far. I wish they would, dude. It's, uh, pretty good. I do uh, like that, uh, so, like, Risotto- Fuck it, no, cause Dapio, like, wakes up after he beeps, and he's like, I have a headache. Mm. So this yeah, is he where says like, he has headaches a lot. Yeah, this is where I'm like, I wish Speedwagon were here to explain to me <laughs> to explain what's going on to you. Yeah. So at this point, what do you think the situation is? I think I will keep later. In mind, keep in mind. I'm just going to say this off the, the top. It's not. It's not that deep. But also, this is JoJo, so it's also really stupid. Well, fucking like later in the episode, there's some sort of explanation that says like. I gave you a part of King Crimson, mm-hmm. so maybe the the little King Crimson head. Because why else would you draw it like that unless it had a purpose? Uh-huh. So maybe it's it's like sheer heart attack, where it can the second head can detach, and then you can sort of become the person once it sinks into your forehead, okay. and they don't, and it gives you a headache, and you don't know about it. But also, you do remember that Dapio got extremely buff and just used regular King Crimson to kill a man. Yeah. So maybe, I, <laughs> maybe this will be explained further as we watch more. <laughs> yeah. The, I was kind of, I was trying to make sense of everything, but I got really distracted because one of the first things Risotto says is, Kochiro Miro. Yeah, he is, says it. Uh, he says, look over here in this in sheer heart attack voice. And I marked the fuck out. Uh-huh. Risotto's voice is really good. He's, he's good. Uh-huh. Um, so he just like beats the shit out of Dapio. And Dapio is just, like, visibly, like, shaking because he's scared. And genuinely, like, part of me, part of this is just me being a dipshit, admittedly, but, like, it's kind of a bummer that Dapio gets his own shot in the intro to know that he's at least sort of a big deal, because otherwise I would just expect that Dapio would die here. Uh Uh-huh. He's like, oh, he's one of the boss's shitty henchmen, like, he's done. Uh Uh-huh. But, uh, but, um, his, like, he, like, falls and smashes his face on a rock, and he's like, why does this keep happening to me? Ah, my head, a headache, I hate it. And Rizzetto's like, he's more unguarded than a baby. Like, this guy is really genuinely scared. Right. And he's like, I can tell, like, you're actually scared, but one thing you did was very suspicious. Like, you instinctively hid that envelope from me. Like, let me see what's in it, and then mm-hmm. I'll let you go. Um... So he's like, uh-oh, I can't do that, uh-oh, and he's, like, freaking out for a bit, but, like, his foot is covering it. Right. So he's like, lift up your foot and show me the envelope. So he does, and there's nothing in the envelope, and then the camera flips around, and we see that the photo is stuck to his, the blood on his foot. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, and then, and, and fucking Rosetta's like, well, now I can tell you're a coward who can't lie, so. Don't. But as, as they're talking, we hear, like, some kind of buzzing. Right. And you see Dapio kind of, like, look towards it and then look back. And then Risotto's like, actually, um, there's one thing that's, like, uh, bothering me. Uh, I know you're a stand user. Because of that, 
And then he points over and says, Lil Bomber. Lil Bomber. And I, hey, gotta say, again, Aerosmith, Lil Bomber, one of my favorite, uh, stands. Fucking Narancha's one of my favorite characters. What a fucking awful scout. <laughs> Any stand user can hear it. Remember how Only he already has a fucking, remember how he already has a fucking scouter radar that allows him to see people? Sometimes you can just look for carbon dioxide, but other times you, other times you gotta, um, anyway, he tells Dapio that he's a walking contradiction, and mm-hmm. Dapio says, I'm, I'm a fucking walking, walking, walking paradox. paradox. Yep. <laughs> Same note. <laughs> Same hat. Um, so Dapio's like, well, he, he like activates his madness meter. And, and fucking Risotto read the wiki, so he's like, hmm, since you ran forward, I can tell you're a close-range power-type stand user. Right. Anyway, check this shit out. <laughs> and Dapio just kind of throws up a bunch of blood and razor blades. Uh-huh. Which is really just... And nah. then, just so you know, it's, oh, Araki, you've shown me one gross thing. And then he just sort of makes a bunch of, like, needles bust out of his cheeks and face. Uh-huh. So, at this point, second question, what do you think Risotto's power is? I mean, it seems like he just puts metal things into people's bodies and makes it come out. Yeah. You're not wrong. I mean, was a fucking, like, I don't know, he he turns organs into metal and then he becomes a magnet, so they all fucking... Well, maybe we'll find out next week on Emperor Crimson versus Metallic. Metallic. Uh-huh. Would you, would you like to take a guess at what... I'm gonna what probably <laughs> pop Metallica on that one. Ooh, it's actually Megadeth. Ah, but good, good attempt. God, what a fucking good! I don't even. It might exist, but like a stand called Megadeth. You got a Rocky, please. Part ten. Part ten. <laughs> we'll give you some wiggle room. You yeah. have an entire part to figure out. How exactly, cool Megadeth we're giving is you a be. lot of leeway on this one. Fucking... I can't wait. I can't wait until George introduces House Megadeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's gonna be. It's just gonna be like Superfly, though. Yeah, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be like a death monster. It's gonna be like, this is like a chair. <laughs> and when you sit on it, it's sticky and you can't stand up anymore. <laughs> you don't like it. You say, ew. Um, anyway, like, a bunch of needles explode out of, uh, Dapio's mouth. And then Rizzo is like, deuces and does Another job assassin- well done. <laughs> and does an Assassin's Creed dive, like, off the side of the cliff. But then again, yeah, luckily hey, Dapio finds a payphone. <laughs> he finds a frog. He says, oh, wow, weird that a payphone would be here and fucking picks up another frog and puts it to his ear. And he's talking to the boss again. And the boss is like, my beautiful, adorable little Dapio, my shining star, uh-huh. my one and only light. Um, hey, did you forget that I gave you a portion of my King Crimson's power? And then the fucking little King Crimson head pops out of Dapio's forehead. Don't forget me. It's me. I'm getting little King Crimson. <laughs> I'm the little head. <laughs> smoking a little cigar. I'm smoking a little. That that's how the little one talks. But then the the big one is like, "Hey, what's up? I'm uh, King Crimson. Hi, I'm King Crimson. Hey guys, sure is a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Watch out for my big chop. <laughs> Get him, camping <laughs> <Get him>, guy. <laughs> um, so the tiny monster head pops out, and we have no idea what the fuck is going on until we see next week Emperor Crimson versus Metallic. Right. Would you it rather? Should be, it should be Grand Metallic. That would be cool. That would be fucking cool. <laughs> if the boss fought Grand Metallic in the best two out of three <laughs> falls. Yeah. So would you rather? So you're one of you're one of the final boss's henchmen. Uh. Would you rather add the gross little head to your forehead so that you could have part of King Crimson's power, or would you rather behead yourself but you get to hang out with Dio? By. Uh- do you mean like so by beheading my? Does that do, are you taking like a vanilla ice route where I become yes. a vampire? Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm becoming a vampire. Any yeah, I'm gonna have dude. to do it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to bring a big bathtub and then behead myself in front of it just to entertain Dio for <laughs> and, an hands afternoon. down. Like no question, immediately. Now I know why he did it so easily. Yeah, because like I would too. And you get to send Iggy to hell. True. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Avdol. We lost Avdol, but that wasn't vanilla ice. Yeah. Oh no, actually, it was. Yeah, never mind. It was just an earlier fight. Yeah, Sorry. Owned. Listen, can't always be can't always be perfect. Yeah. Gotta take the good with the bad. Pobody's nerfed. Um Pobody's nerfed. Uh next week, Emperor Crimson versus Metallic. Uh let's get into questions. Um Ooh, we got a very interesting one right under the, oh, yeah? the time limit from an anonymous. Yeah, I think you're gonna like it. 
Okay. Um, okay. For uh, uh, yada yada boys at gmail.com or yada dash yada dash boys at tumblr.com. First, we're going to start with the, the like, most challenging question. Okay. Um, Tumblr user Okuyasu's Fursona the Paw asked, Marry, fuck, kill. Pesci? No. Carne? Babyface? I don't even fucking... Uh, Carne... Carne is the guy who died immediately. Oh, that's notorious the notorious big, big guy. Yeah. Okay, so they just kind of named him Meat, huh? Yeah, he, he's just kind of a meat man. Oh, he's bad to look at. Uh, I think I would have to marry Pesci. But it would be a loveless marriage, and I could, like, boss him around and, like, get him to do stuff for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he would be like, I did the dishes, Aniki. Yeah, and I'd be like, good, now you and that fucking fishing pole stay in the other room. <laughs> I'm on here. Like, be, be destroying my computer again. <laughs> um, and then the challenging ones. Uh... I mean, if I were to to engage in sexual relations with Babyface, would I, like, remember it? You know? Like, just yeah. using the text as... I don't want to no, do that with a computer, why is, though. Why, is there, why are there two men and then a stand? Like, I would definitely... I mean, I'd do Maloney? it with Maloney. Maloney, yeah. Yeah, I'm Maloney looks good. I'm altering the deal. I'm gonna, uh... I'll kill, yeah, it's our I'll podcast. Kill Car- I'm killing Carne and I'm uh, having sex with Maloney. That's my... <laughs> you, don't wanna, you, don't wanna, you don't want to bone Notorious Chase? Not particularly... Would you rather bone uh, I'd marry Notorious Chase pole. or a fishing rod? I'd marry the fishing rod. <laughs> this is my plus one. I don't understand. I don't see what yeah. the problem is. This is my beautiful uh, life. Uh, next question comes in from friend of the show, Nape of Aples. Uh, Ape of Naples. <laughs> Sorry. <There you> go. <laughs> that's that's the Bizarro version. Uh huh. Um, this one says, "If you want to fight the lovers, you got to meet Steely Dan." <laughs> My stand makes things rubber. I saved Jorno's hand. It's <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you. Pretty good. Uh, Tumblr user Pretzel Mario asked, "Is Dapio baby? You can only say yes or no." <laughs> okay, you want to do it on three? Yeah. Okay, okay. we'll say one, two, three, and then the answer. Okay. One, two, uh-huh. three. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like him. He says beep. he is baby. He says beep. Uh, friend of the show, Sarah McCostumes asked, "Bit of a Yu-Gi-Oh one over here with Dapio, huh?" Uh huh. Kind of a a Millennium puzzle situation. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Where instead of a puzzle, it's just a gross face on your head. It's a, the Millennium um, face, which I think is what Pegasus had. Oh yeah. Pegasus is very, very the, good to... I'd like Yugi to marry boy, Pegasus. I have the I, Millennium little man's head in my head. I would like to marry Pegasus, is the thing. Yeah, Pegasus looks good. And I'm going to murder Joey Wheeler in cold blood. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck Relinquished. Yeah! <laughs> I don't know, I don't, I don't know, man. Toon, Blue Eyes, White Dragon looks pretty good. Yeah. Summon Skull? Hell yeah! <laughs> Summon Skull? Pretty good. Uh, finally, the question that came in just at the very last minute comes from Anonymous. Um, I don't know why. I would want to be attached to this one. Sure. It says, uh, was Dapio born via Immaculate Conception? And if so, what are the implications of this for the broader text? Is JoJo Catholic now? <laughs> Love the show. Y'all are great. Thank I feel you. like we've discussed JoJo being Catholic on several occasions. I feel like we have too also. I can't remember why. There is something. What is it? The father. Who are the rest? The Holy Spirit. Is the mother? The mother, the father, the smith, the stranger. The stranger, yeah. The crone. Yeah, the father, the son, and the holy spirit. Are like the which, is, which is uh, the, which is the boss, Dapio, and King Crimson. There you go. But then who's the little? And the holy spirit is part of you, like King Crimson's little head. Okay, perfect. There you go. Got it in one. Yeah. I JoJo mean, there's Catholic. also, like, broadly Calvinistic themes, I think, in JoJo and stuff about, like, fate and shit. But mostly it's because King Crimson lives in you. Um, the Sex Pistols fucking love communion wafers. They can't get enough. Aw, oh, they... <laughs> Mista, we have to go to Mass again! Mista, please! <laughs> I'm very hungry during the Mass, Mista! We are all becoming Catholic now! 
I hate when I sit in Megadeth and I can't rise for mass. <laughs> oh, shit, not again. <laughs> um, anyway, that's JoJo this week. See you uh, in two more weeks. See you on Monday for post Game of Thrones. See you on Monday for post Game of Thrones. The Monday Game of Thrones exclusive. Monday exclusive. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sansa Jeez. gets a fires the big gun. Only on HBO. It's not television. It's HBO. We love it. <laughs> we love it. HBO Which stands for we love it. Which of these JoJo's would be in a what Game of Thrones house? <laughs> Dapio would be Howland Reed because he loves frogs. That is very true. Can I tell you that? Fuck, even dude, after- we're gonna see Howland Reed in a couple weeks. Even <laughs> I can't wait. Even after all these years, I still get mad when people call the series Game of Thrones. Me too. I even do it sometimes just to like avoid like being an asshole, but it does make me mad. Anyway, see you on Monday for post-game of Thrones. Until then, remember to text someone who's always waking up feeling sexually horny. Semper funny. See you next time. Can you, can you tell, just like track my excitement from when like... When, uh, we, spicy, when we met Mr. When, Turtle to now? When Spicy Lady shook her finger to now when I'm just thinking of watching Game of Thrones tomorrow. Can yeah, the next time that? you talk to your good friend Brooks is going to be after you watch the season premiere of Game of Thrones. Can't wait. See you in two weeks or yeah. Monday. Listen to the rest of our shows, please. Bye. We love it. Bye.